Studies in Israel and the United Kingdom have shown that the first dose of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is highly effective, which is helping to boost British Columbia's confidence to delay that second dose of all approved COVID-19 vaccines to four months. And combined with that data, while Canada's National Advisory Committee on Immunization has come out this week saying... Uh, it, it, the, the window between shots for all three of the currently approved vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, can now be considerably extended while still being affected. And UBC adjunct infectious diseases professor Horatio Box says giving as many people as possible a first shot will help prevent transmission of the disease in the province. To speak more to this, please to be joined here by Dr. Horatio Bach. Dr. Bach, thank you so much for the time. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, really appreciate you taking this time. Now, b before we get into sort of what we're seeing here in terms of this new study, I just wanted to go back in time a little bit. Um, BC has been talking about lengthening the time between those two doses. It went from two weeks, then it went to four weeks, then, you know, it went from four weeks to six weeks. At any point when, when BC was sort of moving that goalpost, did you ever wonder if BC was taking the correct steps here? Yes, I think so. In the beginning, what's happening, I was a little against uh, this uh, extension for extra weeks because if we refer to the clinical trials, that's what we know what's happened. So when you go above that specific ter uh, term, we don't know. And But what's happening is a, a, a few weeks ago came new data from BCCDC and apparently they got information from the application of um, Pfizer uh, to the FDA. And the data that was uh, published in the beginning is that after the first dose, you have about 50% of, um, a, let's say, a protection, but that was after one week. And then what they investigated is what happened after the third week before you get the second dose. And they found that was 90% protection. So when you get the second dose a week after, basically you boost that to 94.5 or 95% what they claim. So there's no much difference. That's the reason it came all this uh, storm saying, you know, after three or four weeks from the first um, uh, dose, you still are okay. And that was a Starting, you know, a point of a, a starting, a, basically all this discussion how long we can do that, and uh, then they decide to extend to four months, as we know now. But I think all the the the, the, the decisions that public health is uh, doing related to this extension is based on data provided by BCCDC, that uh, is a group of epidemiologists at a very high level. So. Um, we trust what they say because they have um, um, access to this data and they do their own as well because they check all the time in the population. Now, BC, of course, is a bit of a leader in the country in this, right? We have done that uh, extension between shot one and shot two ahead of everybody else. Do you think this is a, a really prudent move for the province? Because I know, right, once we get more people vaccinated, the safer the whole community becomes as a result. Do you think it's really good to be in B.C. right now because we're all going to get vaccinated maybe a little bit quicker now? Yes, I think it's great. And I um, I will say that probably it's the first place in the world. I'm not sure. 
because always uh, uh, they extended for one, two months, but now it's four months. And basically we, we, we get data now from, as you mentioned in the beginning, from Israel and the UK, even a study from Scotland that of course is UK, they show that after the first vaccination, even with the AstraZeneca, they reduced the hospitalization by 94%. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Even they claim the 62% that is another uh, issue right now because, in my opinion, it's misleading when you compare Moderna, Pfizer with 95% versus 62% AstraZeneca. That is another uh, topic. But we, in this case, we are protected. So that is going to reduce the level of infection in the population. So less people get infected, less a probability to the so uh, to the virus to to find the host okay so if all the people in the po- in the population is vaccinated so the virus will have a problem to find the the new host mean the new person and basically the level of infection will re- be reduced drastically and then at some point that the virus cannot find a new host and theoretically will disappear but we have all these new variants that are coming that is has been shown even by AstraZeneca that they can escape the immune system. It means that at some point we need kind of booster with the new variants and just to uh, you know uh, uh, strengthen our immune system. Do you, do you think this is? Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be BC that is taking this step, but obviously we are the ones that are are leading the way in yeah. in terms of this extension. Do you view this as something that is necessary to do? Whether it was BC or or some other jurisdiction, kind of doing this experiment, if you will. Do you think this is something that was necessary to be done uh, at somewhere in the world to see just how effective things can be as long as we continue to extend the length of time between the two doses? Yeah, I, I think that uh, this uh, uh, this decision will be adopted by all the provinces. That, that, that's my, my, my feeling. It's just a question of time because you can vaccinate and protect your population faster. Um, I just want to uh, uh, give you an example. A previous report that we got about the uh, sorry August, September last year showed that people, they were infected with the virus and what we call, and they have already, you know, uh, um, uh, got healthy after uh, what we call the convalescent people, they check the level of antibodies and they say that after four to six months, the level of antibodies going down, okay? But that is natural way. So if that's true, means when you get the vaccine, let's say you know, by analogy is your first infection, so you still have a coverage for three or four months that that's the period that was shown in people that were really infected. Mm-hmm. So. Still at four months, you still have a level of antibodies that will protect you. More than that, it's not only protecting you, supposedly that these people can be sick because not everyone will get 100% protection, that we know. But you will have enough antibodies to avoid to go to severe uh, a severe condition that requires a, a, a hospitalization. That that's the point. That we know that... In all the AstraZeneca vaccinated people, no one went to the hospital. No one. So that is great. So even if you get the vaccine, let's say, and you delay the second, you still have a bunch, a, 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 a concentration of antibodies in your blood. I have to remind also that the production of antibodies in the blood is not disappearing in one day. 
Antibodies are produced by specific cells that they're circulating in the body. So in order to shut down the system, it's not that you get rid of the antibody, you have to get rid of the cells that produce this antibody. So it's a process. It's not from one night to one week you get, oh, I don't have any more antibody. Right. It's a process. Um, you, you mentioned over the course of four to six months, you start to see the level of antibodies kind of drop off a little bit. So with that said, is... Is four months sort of a time frame where you look at, as things stand right now, maybe things will change, but maybe that's sort of the, the maximum length of time we want to wait before getting that booster? Or or is there a world where we see that time frame extended even further? Well, a great question. Uh, we need to wait to see because the data we get now is after the experience of the vaccination. You know, always I say, you know, we're more intelligent after. <laughs> so yeah. when we know what's happening. But uh, you are right. I would say three or four months, it's okay. You still have a level of antibody to protect you, even to avoid to go to the hospital. Of course, there will be extreme cases that no matter what they will go. It's just generally general talking. It's not like a, there are specific uh, uh, groups in the population that even you are vaccinated, you are not covered 100%, your immune system is not reacting properly, but that is from, you know, is specific for every person. But definitely, you know, in three, four months, you get the booster, you're supposed to be covered. Um, I don't know if it will be one year. That is a control because we don't have enough time yet to, to say that. Remember that we started in December, the, the massive vaccination. Now data is coming slowly and slowly, and then we can, we can see basically what is the, where we go. Supposedly that in six months, they will find that the first uh, uh, dose that they are were vaccinated, they still have, you know, let's say 80 to 90%. Maybe you have to get one per year or only one dose and that's it. We don't know what is the, 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 the time or the length that your antibodies will protect you. That we will know later when we get more and more data. Dr. Bog, you're obviously a, an expert here in infectious diseases, and, and just looking at where we are right now in terms of our fight against COVID-19, I mean, just how crazy is it to think about where we were, you know, 14 months ago when this virus was basically just discovered to see where we are today, you know, about 14, 15 months later? I mean, did you ever see a world looking back over a year ago where we would be where we are today in terms of a vaccine? Well, you know, that was a very a, a, a fast track and it was a, a exceptional. It's great because a, a lot of steps, uh, you know, for the, the um, institution that the health institution that needs to approve this vaccine, they were a kind of fast track, you know. We have to remember that to develop a vaccine from the beginning and to put in the market, you are talking a period of five to ten years. That's the time because you have every question you have now, is answered when you have five to 10 years. Now, since it was fast, we cannot answer this question because we don't have enough data, mm -hmm. but definitely it will come. I think it's great. At some point we will continue to vaccinate. People will be more and more protected. The level of infection will go down. And in parallel, it's very important what we are doing now is developing therapies because always you expect the percentage of the population will go to severe cases. So you are not going to eradicate this virus forever at this point because we have the all these new variants but at least you protect your population and then having a good therapy basically if you if you are vaccinated or having a therapy you will reduce much more the level of infection and transmissibility because less people will be available for the virus to infect 
I know we're running up on the clock here. I got to let you go, but there's one more question, I guess. Do you foresee now um, the COVID-19 vaccine as just being sort of a regular part of our vaccine cycle that we get? You know, just every adult as they hit the age of 18, as things stand right now, maybe it'll get younger once we develop more vaccine here. But is, is a COVID-19 vaccine just something that, you know, everybody is probably going to have to get now into the foreseeable future? Well, I think that will be kind of flu vaccine. Again, um, excellent question. We don't have enough data to say, yes, we will have a booster every year. Uh, it may be that new variants will appear. So we will need to get, as we get to the flu vaccine, that every year we have to check that there is no significant changes in the structure of the virus. And then we have, for example, the flu vaccine. When you get that, it's a mix of a three or four viruses that you are using just to cover it maybe in the future we'll have one dose uh, i mean the same dose will be kind of cocktail of vaccine that this cocktail will take care of the original strain the south african strain and the brazilian strain or something else that will come so it's um i think once we control that it will be much much easier to uh, to reduce the level and yeah maybe that will be you know every year maybe as the Thetanus vaccine that we have one per 10 years. So we don't know that, you know, we need to continue to, to monitor and see what is the level of protection. And I think even if one per year, it's not going to be a problem, you know, mm-hmm. because at that point we will have already our own production based on what the federal government is doing right now. So having in-house, so we don't depend on the delivery of other companies, you know, from outside the, the country. Yeah. This is super interesting stuff, Dr. Buck. Thank you so much for the time. Excellent insight. Really appreciate this. Have a great rest of your day and and, uh, really appreciate the work. Thanks so much. Thank you so much and stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. Same to you there. Uh, That's UBC adjunct infectious diseases professor, Dr. Horatio Buck.